And my name is uh, Bill Fellows, and my character name was Trevor Groves. I got cast in them days purely because my agents um, at the time was called Scott Marshall, and I think they had some contact. Uh, I think it was the producer Stephen Knight, but I'm not 100. So I just I just followed the roots of what most actors do. I uh, uh, they, they suggested me for the part. I went in to the office and I read an audition with some other actors as well. And then luckily um, I got a phone call three or four days later said they'd love you to, to do it. Went great. So that's just the normal routes of the most actors getting work really was, was an audition. No, I just auditioned for Trevor. I'd never been up for it before. Um, yeah, I just, just Trevor Groves. And I've never auditioned at all for, for London's Burning. I did that one audition and luckily I got it. That's that's uh, six episodes or whatever it was. Well, from what I remember, and this is a long time ago, uh, I I I was um, uh, bailiff's bailiff bailiff and a wife, and I can't remember her name. Was it Claire? Possibly Claire, and I was her cousin. So that's how I was introduced, and we met at. Oh, again, I wish I could remember. Someone's will. There was a reading of the will. And it was either our, uh, maybe it was her sister or my mother or auntie or whatever it was. We were left some money, me and Claire. And then that's how we kind of got to know each other. And that's when I persuaded them that maybe this little bit of money that we got left in the will w would be great if we could maybe open a restaurant together. That's that's what, how, how I started my character. And you might be able to correct me on this, but was I, was I a cousin? Or was she my auntie? But I think she was my cousin, I think. Uh, Bailiff. So, so, yeah. I think so. Look that up and tell me. <laughs> I remember how lovely both of them were. Claire and... Um, I, I, know, I keep saying Claire. I might have the wrong name here. But certainly Jimmy Hazeltine. Uh, Hazeltine, I remember very well. And uh, it, it was lovely. It was really nice. And, and it was... A, at the time, London's Burning was quite a big hit. Uh, the, it was a series five, so it was still really riding high. And in them days, 94, you were getting viewing figures, big viewing figures, maybe 15, 16 million. So I remember I, I feeling really chuffed that I was part of something really special, a, a really sort of, um, you know, trendy happening program. I remember that. Um, and then I, I remember they giving me some nice suits as well to wear. So I, I was, and I'm not really a suit person myself. But it was nice. So that's what I remember most about it was, was, and I, I wish I could remember who directed it. I know Jimmy directed some of them, but the first one, I don't think he did. Um, but yeah, no, I remember feeling pleased, you know, as an actor that I got a good part in a, in a really good series. That's what I remember most. Well, my impression of, of, of James was that what a lovely man he is. And I think everyone says that. I know he's passed away now, sadly, but everyone said that. And he, and I was, he, he directed a couple and I thought that was really interesting because he was a director and actor and from my point of view he's one of the best directors I've worked with I really really remember thinking God this guy is really good and, and I think it's because he, he kind of understood actors nerves so maybe I was a bit nervous sometime and he reassured me and that everything was fine and I think he took the time out to put his arm around us and say come on we can, this is good you know and I, and I think him understanding what it's like to be on the other side of the camera really helped with his direction 
especially towards actors. So nothing but really, really great memories of him. And, and a lovely man, do you know what I mean? I mean, perfect. Valerie, yes, yeah, that's, you know, so, so I got it right then, she was called Claire. Oh, again, what can you say about it? She was in a, she was in a lot longer than me. She played his wife for a long time. Again, lovely. I mean, the thing about actors, the majority of actors you work with, I would say 99% are really nice people. You get the occasional person, but that's like that in real life, whether you worked in a bank or you worked in an office. But the majority of people uh, are great, and especially Claire and Jimmy. Couldn't have wished for any better people to work with. They're just nice people and, and supportive. And I was younger than them. And, I, you know, I, I'd done a fair bit, but not massively. So they were very reassuring and very caring. And we became like a little team, a little group. So, uh, yeah, Claire's, Claire's lovely, yeah. Valerie, that's right. Forgotten her name there, but thank you for that. I do remember we filmed ultimately around, not far from where the, where the station was, the actual um, fire station. But I think we went somewhere and stayed overnight somewhere. And I can't honestly say if that's true or not. So if anyone's watching this, let me know. I, 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 I refresh my memory because I can't remember that much about it. Um, but we had the restaurant, and I'm, and I'm trying to think where the restaurant was. And was the restaurant by the sea? I have, I have vague memories of this, but I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm afraid I'm not much, my memory is pretty bad, I have to say. Um, but I think we went somewhere out of London where the restaurant was. But again, I'll have to ask Valerie. I mean, Valerie might be able to tell you better than me. But um, yeah, no, I'm interested to find out myself, so let me know. <laughs> Uh, well, not much about the makeup, really. I was just a, a version of myself, you know. I was a young man, full of himself, you know. I do remember, I've seen a picture recently, uh, which was a bit of a shock because I've got my, uh, it's very dark hair. And as you can see right now, it's, <laughs> the colour's gone. At least I've got most of it, but um, the colour's gone. Um, the costume, I think, I remember they were, they were nice costumes because because I had to put on a show. I had to convince them that I was doing all right, you know. So they gave me some nice suits and ties and because uh, he was obviously a little bit of a con man because he wanted us to get them involved in the restaurant. And so we had to put on a good show. And, and, and uh, you know, obviously never told them that the restaurant was in trouble. So, so yeah, some really nice costumes, just that fancy, fancy Dan type of guy. But been behind that, he was living in a caravan and he had no money. But he did manage to, which is an interesting thing, isn't it, about how you can be conned by people with uh, with if they put on a suit or they act nice to you. And I think that's it. We all suffer from that a little bit. We judge people too much by how they dress and how they speak. And a little example of this, which is slightly off London's burnings thing, but I, I've never forgot this. I once did a television uh, program where I played a consultant for bone marrow transplants and all this lot. It's a true story. Um, David Threffel was in it. It was really good. Justice for Gemma. Lorraine Ashbourne was in it. And I was really surprised to get the part because most consultants on television are portrayed very private school or very posh speaking people and all that. But of course, it was based on real life. So the real life character I played was from the Northeast and he was a grammar school boy. And then when I went to Manchester to, to um, look around and the doctors talked me through, you know, get a bit of research, everyone had an accent. So television does portray people, I think, in the wrong way sometimes. So 
that's kind of a, a, a thought I've had for a long time, you know, that we expect every lawyer to be speaking really posh and all that business. Well, in real life, not all of them do. Depends where they're from. But that that does keep the one saying is that relates back to London's burning that if you give the right impression, you'll get away with it. So I think he got away with it for a long time because he looked like he was doing well. And and they want all. If he's doing well, that'd be great. We'd be a part of this and we'll make some money as well. But that's not what happened. <laughs> well, do you know, it was such a long time ago. It was 94. It was a long time ago. I remember, well, I've already touched on the subject. I was really pleased to get the job. But my overriding feeling of that programme for me was obviously Valerie was lovely, but it was Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hazeldean, being such a good director. That's what I took away from me. I think he was the first person who's ever directed me who was also an actor. So that was quite unusual, I felt. Uh, and that's that, that I took that away from me, his, his lovely presence and his kind of uh, nice, being a nice human being and being a good director and also a very good actor. So that's, that's kind of my main memory from that. Because it's such a long time ago, and I've obviously done lots of work since, but there's only certain things that stick out. And Valerie was lovely as well. I mean, you know, um, that was very important as well. But yeah, that was my overriding opinion, uh, feeling was how nice everyone was, you know. But yeah, like, nice. Oh, well, okay. So, so I've worked with a lot of good actors. I mean, the, the, the actor I admire the most, I never worked with her, I, I met her, and I'm really sad about that, which was Albert Finney. I'm a you know, admire Albert Finney. But to work with, oh, there's, there's a lot, but, you know, James was great, but Frank Windsor, God bless him, he, he passed away. I did a series called Flying Lady with him. So he's, he was lovely to work with. Um, well, well there's, there's loads. I mean, an actress, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to work with uh, Jessica Chastain, who's doing really well now in, in Blackbeard, and Florence Pugh, who I did Lady Macbeth with, and now she's in Hollywood. So, these are all lovely people who, who uh, have done really, really well. But I, I, uh, but yeah, Frank, I, can't, I, mean, I was, it, it was like kind of a father figure to me, Frank Windsor, because I did a series before London's Burning called Flying Lady, which was 87. And he kind of took me under the under his wing. And it's like when you're younger, I think, if you're lucky, you get, you work with older actors. I am one of these older actors now. So I, I, I hope I'm trying to be giving and, and caring about younger actors. But Frank Windsor, Don Henderson, not many people remember Don Henderson, but I did a play, he played Bullman, and, and I did a play with him, and he was really, you know, took me under his wing. Because I was a bit, I was a bit firing myself, you know, a bit temperamental and stuff, and they always tried to say, hey, come on, can't you? you know, you're not going to get far, you've got to control it, which I did. And they were, but they were very, they were, well, they were very supportive, and they all thought it was a good actor. And you need encouragement. You know, when you're younger, you need encouragement, and they were very encouraging to me. About you've got you can do this. You can have you can have make a living from this. You know whether you you know if you're a star or not. That's a bit of luck. But can you make a living? And the answer is they thought I could, and that's what I've done. And um, so yeah, that's that's that's. But there's so many. I probably I'm not. I can't think of them right now. You know, Paul McGann was great to work with when I did Monocle Mutineer. Uh, and of course, I'm working with some really really you know interesting people now. And Ted Lasso. I mean, and yeah, there's lots. Jason to Sanukas. I've never actually in Ted Lasso. I don't work with him, uh, but I tell you what, I, I would have one little scene with him. But he's he's brilliant, Jason Sudeikis. What a great performer he is! So I've been lucky. I've worked with a lot of good, good performers, and I'm missing out loads of people actually. But you put me on the spot, so I'll carry on. <laughs>
what I would have liked to have worked in, I mean, would have been a uh, um, musician. I always would love to have been a musician in a band. I play the guitar a bit and mess about, but I'm not obviously not good enough. Um, but it's interesting because when I became an actor, I was unemployed. I had, you know, nothing going on in my life whatsoever. So I was very fortunate through a series of events that I ended up at drama school, which was incredibly lucky. And in the, in the late 70s, they were still giving out grants to people from low income backgrounds. You would get you would get help nowadays, sadly, sadly you're not. And um, and, and I, yeah, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd be doing nothing probably. Uh, I mean, in a, way, in, a, in a weird way, looking back on it now, I didn't at the time. I did not at the time. But now I look back, actually, it's a good job that I didn't have anything to fall back on. Once I became an actor, I had to stick to being an actor because I have no qualifications. I left school when I was 15 without any qualifications because you could then. I mean, I know people who were younger going, what? But, they, you know, when I left school in the, in the 70s, you could get away with leaving with nothing, no CSEs, nothing. So I had nothing, nothing uh, to back me up, really. And... Now I'm glad because I think I'm, there's a few occasions and a lot of actors probably feel this where sometimes go, I've got it. I, I can't get anywhere, I'm, I'm going to give up. Well, I couldn't give up. I had no choice. And so that really served me well, ironically. So, yeah, the answer to the question, I'm, I don't know why, <laughs> honestly. I, I dread to think if I was honest. I dread to think. Um, but of course, you know, maybe... Maybe maybe I would have, you know, I didn't love playing the guitar and I still do. Maybe I would have given that a go because I was around at the age group of punk. So I was about 18. So who knows? I, I would have loved to have got involved in a punk band or something like that. And who knows where I would have ended up. But um, we are where we are. So at the moment, I mean, I'm a, I'm a regular in Coronation Street. And I've been here a year and a half. And I'm certainly going to be here till at least August. Maybe longer, I don't know. Maybe, you know. And I think, as I've suggested earlier, when you were going to do this interview with me, yesterday, I had a scene with Maureen Lippman. And people who love London's Burning will know that Maureen Lippman was married to Jack Rosenthal, who actually did the original London's Burning. So the whole series was based on Jack. Um, so that, that's, that's what I'm doing now. And I'm here for a while. I've got a couple of things coming out shortly. One is I'm a, a kind of a, a semi-recurring character in Ted Lasso, which is a really big show in America and everything. And I play the ex-football manager. So I'm in the final um, series of that. And there's a film I did a while back called um, The Sky Peels. That's coming out shortly. I'm in that. And uh, and then possibly in the future, well, obviously we'll see what happens in the future because I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing um, Coronation Street. So luckily... For me, I'm quite busy at the moment. Um, and all, everyone who's an actor out there will understand that sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't, but you've just got to keep on going. So that's where I'm at. And, you know, I'm, and I'm happy. I'm doing Corey and I'm happy in Corey. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying playing a, a character for a long time. I've never been playing it for about a year and a half. And that's quite, that's quite nice. So, yeah, all good at the moment. Actually, it was my pleasure. You brought back, uh, you brought back some nice memories. 